Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's show, uh, we're going to, well, we're going to start with a little chat at the, well, in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the, the, the Charlie Hebdo uh, tragedy shooting the, in uh, Paris. Um, we're gonna, we're, yeah, we're going to talk on a, in, Muslim... a, in a larger sense. We're going to talk about Muslims and uh, Europe and yeah, and, and how how should we be responding? Yeah, and, 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 and pictures, well, drawings, so, drawings of 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 the Prophet peace be upon him. Yes, indeed. What's nice for you guys is that by the end of this podcast, you'll all know exactly how to respond appropriately to all of these things. Oh, ooh. Isn't that nice? No. We'll just help you out like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh but goodness. first, oh. uh, we have we have the news of the day. Or of the week or whatever. Yeah. Or of like last month. Who knows? Yeah. It's not like we're like Trying to be all timely, cur- timely and current yeah. eventy and stuff. What do you got? You got something? Um, yes, I have the story of a pamphlet uh, that's being handed out. Oh, I thought you were going to say a panda. No, I was getting all excited. No, no, no. Okay. A little, a little, um, little pamphlet that's being handed out in Ireland. Uh, Ireland uh, is actually they're going to be voting on gay marriage uh, coming up in a few months. Oh, and uh, and this pamphlet. Um, uh, is is taking a position against uh, gay marriage? Okay. Uh, the Christians sure. in, in in Ireland have have uh, put together a very very important um, um, piece of um, promotional material for their their arguments. Sure. Their arguments against uh, gay marriage, and it, it asks the important question of should and this is printed right on the front. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With the pictures of a couple very, very sad children. Oh no! And it says, "Should children be exposed to the sounds of sodomy?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I know when I was a kid, my mom used to play a CD of oh. sodomy for us to. It would help us go to sleep. It, the, the sound. It just yeah. It was just a nice. It was just a CD. It was, it, it was like one of those calming sort of like like wave noises. It's or, a surprisingly uh, pleasant. It's and ver- soothing. Ever sound. so, you know those yeah. deep male voices, uh, <laughs> saying all of those dirty, dirty things. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's, it <laughs> just lulls you. Just lulls, 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 lulls. Oh. Can't children. someone think of the children? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I so think of the children. so it does seem like, uh, yes. What I mean, I, it's obvious what they're saying. Like somehow the sounds of sodomy are 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 damaging children. Children. What about the sounds of of heterosexual sex? Yeah, that yeah. They're probably also exposed to exposed to. Yeah, probably uh, far more frequently than actually the sounds of sodomy. Well, I mean, if a kid grows up with gay parents. You know, with, with they might hear their parents having sex. Yeah, kids sometimes hear their parents having sex. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it's not pleasant for any kid. Oh no, 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 no. That's no, not no. that's not a happy time no. for a kid when you hear your parents. No, no, no. You know, yeah. roughhousing in, in the next room. <laughs> but uh, but it it happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's different, right? It's got to. So, surely they explain that sodomy is. 
the the sounds <laughs> since we're focusing well, on the sounds surely sodomy is worse than heterosexual sounds absolutely um you know at this very moment it says uh the liberal agenda conspires to undermine undermine god's word and is drafting law to allow homosexuals to adopt children we're we're drowning out god's word with with, with homo sex. Yeah. So, so, of course, it asks the question, should children be exposed to sounds of sodomy? It also asks, should children be exposed to this beastly obsession with unholy acts? <laughs> beastly obs- You do the same unholy acts that they do. You just do it slightly differently. How about this one, though? This one gets a little bit more to the point. Okay. Uh, should the sounds of sodomy echo in the halls of a Christian home? <laughs> Echo in the halls, <laughs> which sounds like an '80s like new wave band. <laughs> yeah, that's a wow. They've they've really got they've they've got you there, Frank. Oh, they do. Yeah, I th- I think you have to now give up uh, the quest for gay marriage mm-hmm. in in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, cause, boy, the I, audio on that. Now, yeah. if if your child is gay, or, or sorry, if your child is deaf. Can you can gay men adopt a, a deaf child so that the deaf child doesn't have to hear the sounds of sodomy? Well, the problem is, is that uh, signing translator that just keeps, you know, uh, following them around, explaining everything that's going on. Sure. Just what what is the sign for? F- okay, I'm gonna. I was gonna go really blue, like about as blue as you can go. But I decided I backed. You're off. reining it in. I'm reining it in. I, oh, okay. I backed off. Mom's listening. I've I. I Every now and then, I you remember I can, that your mom is. I listening. consider the old folks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway, the yeah. sounds of sodomy and, and this ex- it, it, social media apparently exploded with people making fun of this. <laughs> um, really? There's impossible. A, uh, there's a mock uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, oh, of course, the sounds of sodomy uh, album. Album. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it is one of their better songs. Yeah, really, really, really nice. Uh, yeah, just good stuff. Hello, butthole, my old friend. Yeah, you, you nailed it right there. That's what everybody. That's basically it. That's that's it right there. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to stick with the gay marriage theme. Uh, slightly different thing happening. Uh, as you may be aware, uh, Florida has just uh, inst- has just been made to have gay marriage. Oh, awful! Isn't it? Isn't it the march it's of been forced of Satan has, has <laughs> just uh, just steady steadily marches onward. Uh-huh. Um, oh, excuse me, I've got a little tickle. Oh, <laughs> Dan. Yeah. Wow. Um. So so here's the thing: uh, not everyone in Florida. I mean, if I tell you that news is coming out of Florida, that I'm about to do a story about Florida, you're not going to be picturing like. Something normal. Right. So would somebody get attacked with a machete or something? <laughs> well, here's... No. Because they got gay married. Here's the thing. There are a lot of, like, you know, county clerks and whatever who don't want to perform these gay marriages. And it's just because it's disgusting. It's terrible. And I don't want to participate. I'm a justice of the peace, but I'm not going to do it for those homos. The sounds of sodomy are so, going to be echoing through our courthouse. So what do you think the solution is, Frank? What do you do if you're, you know, a county that doesn't want to perform the gay marriages and the gays are coming? You just close your offices for the day. 
entirely. And you declare a holiday. You change the rules so that there are no more courthouse weddings at all. Oh. <laughs> in three counties in, no way. in uh, Florida, in Duval, Clay, and Baker counties uh, in Florida, they have just decided, oh, fuck it, we're just not going to do it. Can they do that? Yeah. Is there like a state law, though, that says that something about like, I guess it probably never would have been spelled out. No, these are all these are all sort of rules that each county decides for themselves. But that is sort of a tradition of the, <laughs> the, the courthouse wedding. Right. Well, that is a tradition. I mean, for those who don't want the big, the, the frou-frou free-for-all. Yeah, who just need to get married quick. Yeah, yeah. You, that's what you want. So, but they will issue licenses. They just won't perform the yes. Marriages. They are they are required to issue licenses. That is that is a, a that is not something they can weasel their way out of. But, and you got to think, uh, you know, Duval County in in 2013 there were uh, almost 2,000 wedding ceremonies performed in the courthouse. No way. So, that's wow. a lot of ceremonies that are not going to happen. That's a lot of people who are going to have to pay some officiant. Yeah. So, if you live in Florida, guys, get your uh, officiating, you know... Well, I mean, you, you could get, just go to a... Na- it's it's inconvenient, but you could go to a neighboring county. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, if somebody lives in Florida, start up a business. Mm. Become an officiant, you know, get get your get your certificate through the... The, the wh- thing is, this will resolve itself. Like, it'll take oh. a minute, but this this problem will, will, will solve itself. Well, yeah, I, it's just really... It's so... <laughs> And apparently, in in at least one of the counties, they can still have the ceremony at the courthouse, uh, but their staff will not be uh, having to be put into the uncomfortable position of marrying, of of doing the thing that they've been doing. It's not even solemnification because it's just a government thing, but like, yeah, just certifying, right, of that disgusting marriage. It is disgusting but considering Who knows what they're gonna do when they get home considering that oh we're in rural goodness. florida i mean <sighs> it's not like they haven't had to perform disgusting marriages before <laughs> disgusting toothless marriages right yeah anyway yeah, well, well people, what are they gonna do when there you go home? they found their what their loophole frank they got around it yeah it's clever clever <laughs> enough i guess whatever i don't care we're just not gonna do it <laughs> Meh. Should we just stick? Get let's get the gay out of the way. <laughs> Sorry, let's, folks. Let's pray the gay away, listeners. Here's here's some some hey, more gay. They all they love the gay. We all love the gay, right? All of us. <laughs> I love. Well, I think any new listener would be like, God, these guys, they're obsessed. Well, it's, it's well, I am. It's one of the main. Well, you are. I'm clearly obsessed with with with, with all things. God, you won't even date a non-gay person. No, it's. It's disgusting. You're, you're just obsessed. It's truly disgusting. Anyway. What we do in the privacy <laughs> of our, our sodomi- you, so- sodomy. You probably vomit our, after our, the every... halls of, of my apartment yeah. echoing with sodomy. Yeah, exactly. Well, the poor family who lives upstairs. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone <laughs> send, them, will it send them to Ireland. <laughs> Someone send them there. Okay, go. What's the next one? Well, there's a new show on TLC that I want to talk about. Mm. Um, you know, the TLC, that's the, the same network that brought us, um, sister wives, uh-huh. right. And, uh, 19 kids and counting. Sure. Um, it, TLC is one of those, uh, one of those channels that was sort of in the, in the first big wave of, of new cable channels. Yeah. That was, that 
had all this promise and then just reneged on the promise entirely. They just, were, they were yeah. the learning channel. Yeah. TLC, the learning channel. Now they're like the, Tra- sal- the trashy, salacious trash channel. Trashy uh, uh, sort of r- real life type things. Going to people's homes and let's see how they live. Right, right, so right. Make- I think they have one that's like 600, my 600 pound life or oh, something yeah. like that. That's learning right there. My strange addiction. What else do they have? <laughs> Why? The little couple. Oh, yeah. We need um, to look. Didn't they basic- have the littlest chocolatiers as yeah, well? Sure. It's just, um, they should just call it Cavalcade of Freaks. Yeah. Well, here's a new one to add to the list. To the Cavalcade. To the Cavalcade. It's called My Husband's Not Gay. <laughs> It is a one-hour special about four Mormon men who are married to women, but attracted to men. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the trailer, I wonder if we should just play the trailer. Yeah, you think? Yeah, let's get the audio from the trailer out there so you can kind right. of get a sense of what this thing is. We do love each other very much. We are best friends. I wouldn't change anything about him. There's no marriage that is perfect. Ours isn't. But with our faith in God, we believe we can overcome anything. I like to say I've chosen an alternative to an alternative lifestyle. I'm attracted to my wife, for sure. And I'm definitely attracted to men, too. He's a good-looking guy, for sure. Well, I'm interested in men. I'm just not interested in men. That's clear. So are they gay or not? I get a little defensive when somebody calls my husband gay. The whole act is against the teachings of the gospel. I don't think people understand this. You're attracted to men, but you're going on a date with a girl. I want to marry a woman, but I don't know how to work out these feelings. I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm attracted to men. My husband's gay, and then it swoops in a little knot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, do, I love the moment where, where one of the women is like, I wouldn't change anything about him. Well, I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet there's one thing. I can think of a thing that I'll bet if you could change it, you'd be interested. Yeah. But he just uh, was a little more interested in your bits. Yeah. Than he has. Or a little less interested in somebody else's bits. Yeah. A little more. Did I say more or less? You said more interested yeah. in yeah, her yeah, bits, yeah, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. And also. And less. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, he could be both. He could be both. He could be a both. He could be. He could be bisexual. Who cares? Sure. Right. Well, it's she was, just I mean, having that interest. Yeah. These are not men who claim to be bi. Bi men wouldn't have told their wife. No, bi men, or they would have, but it wouldn't have been an issue, or it would have been in order to like to involve. Right. Else. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah hey. Yeah. Brother Sam down the street's looking pretty slim, oh. isn't he? <sighs> Smelt. Hot, hot, hot. So anyway, so this is coming up. Uh, it's going to air on Sunday, uh, January 11th. Yeah. Uh, I recommend to everyone to please watch this show. Well, you this and is, I are going to uh, you and I are going to watch it together. We're going to watch it. We're going to have a little watch party. I'm uh, I'm I'm mildly I, I so part of me doesn't want to watch it. This, I I usually have sort of that reaction. When 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 things that are going to be terrible come up, I'm like, oh no, it's going to be embarrassing. This is going to be so awesome. <laughs> okay, this is amazing. I cannot wait. Yeah, this actually. is this is going to be. There's something wonderfully, and it's going to be so. Like just looking at sort of the photography and the images that they're using to to promote the show, it yeah. is going to be not. Uh, 
dealt with in a nice reverent no manner. no it's of course be, not it, there's gonna be it's gonna be fun and be here's the fun. thing uh you guys for those of you who have mormon backgrounds uh you will recognize so the cringe-worthy parts of your of of your mormon memories but uh for those of you who don't have mormon backgrounds i think you'll get some interesting insight into mormonism yeah yeah it it may be skewed yeah but, but uh, so don't the, don't take it as the be all and end all. The ability of Mormons to put on blinders, mm-hmm. you know, and to just ignore the painfully obvious, <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, and to be an incredibly deeply into denial, like, yeah. yeah. But anyways, just before we, I, I do before we move on, want to um, read a couple of uh, quotes and mention of the fact that this show is not hitting the air without. Any sort of controversy. Oh, of course not. Clearly, uh, uh, Glad has uh, issued uh, a statement. Uh, that would be the see. gay and lesbian anti anti defamation something or other. Right? Uh, so you have uh, Sarah Kate Ellis, the president and CEO of Glad, um, says um, this show is downright irresponsible. No one can change who they love, and more importantly, no one should have to. Mm. Uh, by investing in this dangerous programming, TLC is putting countless young LGBT people in harm's way. Um, yeah, I, that 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 strikes me as they just have to say something. <laughs> yeah, because this show clearly is going to. It's yeah, it's but be... I do you do you think that that young gay people in a church thing will watch this and go, oh, I should do that? Or, or is, do you think they'll look watch like this and just be like, oh, it seems more like more of a cautionary tale. Yeah. Well, like well I mean, we'll have to watch it and see. Yeah. Yeah. Trailers can be deceptive. Yeah, they can be. <clears throat> it, it might not be as good as I think it's going to be. Uh, oh, and uh, if you do happen to watch it, um, it is hashtag my husband's not gay. All <laughs> squished together. Maybe uh, throwing a little hashtag TGIA in there if you're. Yeah. If you're watching and tweeting about it, and we'll be doing the same thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Live tweet. That'd be Ooh, fun. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> and we'll be watching it, of course, in the mountain time zone. So yeah. if you're on the East Coast and you don't see anything, sorry. <laughs> Wait a couple hours. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move on. I, You know, I was reading on the uh, Religion Dispatches website, and mm-hmm. one of their writers has come up with a uh, basically a a look forward into 2015 um with with an eye toward what uh religious exemption law lawsuits mm-hmm. we could probably expect to see okay oh. come come up yeah and okay. i thought that, you know what i thought that that was a it was a pretty interesting little article okay um and so so one of the things um so the first one that she expects is uh contraception to come up um obviously Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, covers says uh, stipulates that all insurance has to cover uh, contraception completely. Yeah. Okay, which is a net gain to insurance companies because it costs a lot less to cover that than it does to cover actually giving birth to a child. Oh yeah, it's expensive. So, uh, so, so they're they're they should everybody should be on board with this, but the people who aren't on board with this are the people like your hobby lobbies and and all of these Ew. religious uh, 
corporations that sued to 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 get an exemption from having to cover the evil contraception. Oh no! Because it's evil. It is truly evil to prevent a pregnancy. Yeah, it's awful. That's those are God's workings that you're fucking yeah. with. Yeah, you can't. It, I mean, it's just so important that these, you although know, young <laughs> poor women. Uh, you know, have as many children, have as, as they, many kids as possible. Yeah, that's really important. I think it's very, it, it's very interesting, by the way, that God's will can be so easily circumvented. <laughs> like, if he, God really wants us to have that many kids, how can we come up with a pill that's just like, uh, fuck you, God, we fixed it. Free will, Dan. <clears throat> yeah. He gave us free will. That's yeah. one of God's gifts and, to us, and brains that can come up with ways to stop pregnancies. Anyway, um. <laughs> So she's she's saying, uh, look for for uh, a whole bunch of plaintiffs to be uh, a, bu- a bunch of of employers to be trying not to give their uh, their their female employees access to birth control. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she she's saying there she's talking. So this relates to my first story. She's talking uh-huh. that she believes that there will be lawsuits trying to uh, protect public officials from having to perform gay marriages if they have oh. religious beliefs oh, yeah. that run contrary to that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, I, and I, that makes sense to me. North Carolina, actually, there's a, a, a lawmaker in North Carolina who's actually introducing, a, or pr- who's proposed a bill uh-huh. to, uh, to protect public officials from having, uh-huh. having to <clears throat> marry you queers. Anyway, um... And mm, then, mm, mm, and then, uh, corporate rights suits, uh, including, so so when Hobby Lobby happened, when the Hobby Lobby lawsuit happened, and Hobby Lobby won, uh-huh. which was a disaster, um, in in the uh, in the uh, opinion that was written by the Supreme Court, uh-huh. they said that there was no reason. To think that larger for-profit corporations would want the same exemptions that this sort of smallish Hobby Lobby close oh. closely held company would would want. There's no right. reason to think that any bigger company would want to do the same thing. Uh oh. But as this author points out, there's no reason to think they won't. Oh, okay. It's not like somebody has. Come no. Out. Okay. No, but she's just predicting that. You know, because there are several types of corporations that could be publicly traded corporations that could benefit from being really discriminatory. Uh You know, if you if you're one of the largest Christian product manufacturers in the country, yeah, it it's it's a it's a feather in your cap if you're able to discriminate against gay people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, Starbucks at this point, I mean, they've lured so many gay people in. Uh, just to, to work for them. If just they to were trick to, them? If they could cut off their benefits, they would save a ton of money. <laughs> we'll hire them, but we don't want to give them insurance. <laughs> that seems like a good plan to me. <laughs> just hire as many gay people as you want. And then yeah, suddenly... lure them in with lots of benefits, and then just slowly like, and, just and, and, and like have away. the warmest, most opening environment yeah. ever, uh-huh. and then just suddenly sue to not have to like provide anything yeah, for them. in order to save money. Right. You know. Sorry, guys. We can't afford to give insurance to all of you. Because then... <laughs> They don't have straight people in those spots who they do have to, like, yeah. that they would have to extend benefits, yeah. you know, and whatnot. 
It's just it's our, very clever. It's just our religion, you guys. Through. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing personal. Yeah. We love you guys so much, and you're great workers and everything. We just have this religious belief. We're just side beers. We're side B, right? Yeah. We're side B Christians. Uh, I don't Didn't even, you know? I'm really trying not to remember what so any much. of that means. I mean, side B is where it's the. I'm love, trying not to remember. Love the sinner, uh, not the sin, Dan. Okay. You love you love them as Jesus loves them. As, yes. As disgusting and <laughs> reprehensible as you find their activities, Ooh, you still find a piece of you that loves them, right. just like Jesus does. Or because he finds it gross. Or and you find a piece too. of you that is willing to say that you love them and try to convince yourself of it. Yeah, yeah, that might just be side C. I'm not sure. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, anyway, all right. Um, you done? Yeah. Okay. Go. Uh, well, I would like to go to Tennessee for my next story. Oh, good. Um, Only good things happen oh, in Tennessee. Just good things. And this is a this is a wonderful, heartwarming story. Oh, good. Um, this is the story of um, uh, who? This is a- a- Angel and Jeff Watts. Okay. Okay. Um, they wanted they they had extra okay so a few years ago they they were having some difficulty getting pregnant oh dear as couples do mm. uh and so they you know whipped up a bunch of uh embryos and had them frozen mm. um and they've been able to uh successfully have four kids two sets of twins oh, uh, wow. from uh in vitro fertilization right Miracle of science. Miracle of science. So now they have all the kids that they want, and uh, but they have six frozen embryos. <laughs> these little, these children, right, who are Fer- frozen. Fertil- fertilized eggs. But children who are frozen. They, they are fertilized and, eggs. Uh, they are zygotes. They, they, they they're really, embryos. They, they're, they're wanting to, uh, make, to unfreeze these children <laughs> and, and find a home for them. <laughs> Won't someone think Please about take our frozen the children, cryogenically frozen children, children. these babies, <laughs> these frozen babies? Oh my God! Please, someone take our frozen babies. What were they thinking when they ha- when they created these embryos? <laughs> well, you have to make a lot because you don't yeah. know if it if they're going to stick. But they right? had to, they had to know that there was a very big chance that some of these were not going to be part of the game. Well, yeah, and and uh, and and they they probably did. They, they, and they definitely hoped that they wouldn't have to go through the process of being uh, in vitrally fertilized. Oh, my God. This but, is um, just so... so anyway, so she, uh, Angel um, went to Facebook uh-huh. um, and shared her story. And, uh, dis- and, 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 and she, but she had some requests. Okay. okay. She wanted, she actually wants that the, uh, that the, whatever couple takes her frozen babies. Right. Um, that they live somewhere near them in Tennessee so that they can, <laughs> so that they can visit, um, because they want open communication. Oh, um, with their future children who are born into this family. Right. Right. Um, and they want to make sure that, that, that this couple has similar values. To them. <laughs> of course, actually the same values, not similar. Of course. They want the same values. Uh, good Christian folk. Oh, right? yeah. Um, because they don't want their babies growing their up. Their babies. Their babies. These are their frozen their babies. Their frozen babies 
growing up in um you know, you know some gay family or something yeah um, you can't just give that to anybody better that they stay frozen some These poor babies some lesbian These couple frigid, just frigid frigid snaps babies. up your frozen babies well don't give them to some lesbians yeah i know they've got eggs well, yeah, like. they've got two chances for eggs. But give them to a gay couple. Well, the gays, the gays don't have eggs. They can't. They don't have. They also don't have a way to incubate these babies. But they'll find someone. I'm just saying, like, you are not making sense, sir. <laughs> I am trying to wrap my head around where to go with that. <laughs> they'll find someone to put them in. But, and they'll the, find some young woman. It, the lesbians her. have no no greater capacity for reproduction than the than the gay couple. Right, but they could ask for some sperm, right? <laughs> okay. They have eggs. Eggs are easy to fertilize, right? <laughs> okay. They are, because guys will just give it up, you know, willy-nilly. Hey, go masturbate and let us have it. Oh, okay, all sure. Right, you right. know, whereas it's like a medical procedure to get an egg. Okay. I, you got to work see, I see it. where you're going with that. Right, that is hard. Whereas they've got eggs aplenty. Right. Right. Yeah, gay couple doesn't uh, have eggs aplenty, and they have wombs aplenty. They've got two of them, but, two possible wombs. Right, Dan. right, right. I hear what you're saying. I did. There's still some some dips in your logic. They, they, but that's got, all right. They've got plenty of womb for a, a baby. Oh, now we've gone to puns. <laughs> now we've now we've descended into puns. We're anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's room I, in their life for a baby. Oh, I love I love this lady and uh, you know it's nice that they're protecting their values. They didn't think about their values when they needed kids, when they were just desperate for kids. They weren't thinking about their values then. Well, the the, the frozen babies probably always weighed heavily on their mind. They probably did. They knew they were unfreezing babies when they were putting them in them. But they were giving them a chance. Yeah, but like they don't want to have to abort. I'm saying, these, I'm saying, when they babies. fertilized all of these embryos, when they created all of these embryos, it's not like they they were like, oh shit, what if we create more than we actually want to have, and then we have to abort them, and then we have to abort them. I, you know what? I just hope that they don't find anybody for it, and they just have to deal with. I bet the they fact- thought. I bet they had it all thought through, Dan. <laughs> I bet they thought to the future, and they knew that they were making babies that were potentially needing to be aborted i hope that this gets publicized enough that other couples who are doing in vitro like other christian couples suddenly are like oh shit no but then they know that they can give those babies oh, no, this won't this is not gonna to work an, an unbabied they're couple, not gonna find homes you know? for these for these embryos oh no they did oh they did oh no they did yeah <laughs> it's a miracle um, Thank you, Jesus. So Rain and Richard Galloway, 26 and 27, um, they've struggled with infertility for more than four years. Aww. And so... Um, hey, throw one of those other... So, one of those frozen so ones So Rain says, this is a huge blessing from God. Oh, we yeah. probably won't have six, um, but, but if he gives us all six, we'll have all six. Oh. So they're going to just push all six into her and sure. see what happens. Sure. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. They just, yep. they just throw a lot of product at the problem. Yeah. yeah. See see how many of them find a a, a, a a little uterine wall to hang on to. And I mean, actually, the idea is nice. Uh, you know, if you do in vitro and you, you have some extra fertilized uh, embryos. This is what people should be doing. They should be. You should be sharing these with. Share your baby in, well. Infertile couples. Yeah. Uh, or infertile, or 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 just uh, you know even single parents who who want a child or whatever. I mean, you should yeah. be sharing these gay embryos. couples. 
because it, it costs a fortune to have all of this shit the done. in vitro stuff done yeah, no it's true and if you've got some extra lying around by the at the end of it yeah share share that's just nice share your bounty so you know but don't like but put don't, strings attached yeah. where you're going to be able to like visit your your babies oh yeah don't stuff. don't ever want to visit your stupid embryo babies that's not the, <laughs> that's not your baby <laughs> no it is that's it, them it's your genet it's your genes but it's not your baby the well yeah, this is actually it's incredibly weird and selfish because like they they want their cake and yeah. they want to be able to eat it too. Well, and you know, because like like seriously, like if they feel so strongly about these actually being their babies. Yeah. Then fucking have the babies. Right. And raise them yourself. Right. Quit being a lazy ass about it and whatnot. Yeah. They're going to they're just making it weird. Yeah. Don't make it weird. No. Anyway, um, so I'm going to get <laughs> off of that and uh, go to something in completely different. Um, you remember, we've talked a lot about uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke. Oh, yeah. You remember him? He's the mm-hmm. he's an American cardinal who was just recently kicked off of the uh, the uh, the Vatican's kind of Supreme Court-y sort of thing. He's a grumpy one, right? He's grumpy Magoo, okay. and, and uh, Pope Friendly decided to... <laughs> Uh, to get rid of Grumpy. Cardinal Grumpy? Cardinal Grumpy. <laughs> and move him to like a, a sort of a position that is powerless and meaningless. Oh, okay. And cool. Where, it, where, did he, where did he land? I don't remember. Wasn't it Malta? Something Maltese? Oh, I thought we talked about this. We did talk about it. I just don't... I don't pay attention to us. <laughs> okay. What so, the hell we so talked about. So what is about. he up to this time? Well, he has... He, he back he, from Malta? He, has he, got, some, he went and got a tan and now he's back. <laughs> he, well, I don't know if he's back, but he's got some complaints. Oh, uh, he 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 has been uh, thinking about the state of the Catholic Church, mm. and he is not pleased. Oh, because it's gotten girly. It's gotten <laughs> girly. positively girly up in there. Oh. He says it's, he says okay. the Catholic Church has become too feminized. <laughs> okay, uh, he, you know he, how? <laughs> well, it's, wait, wait, wait. What is it? What the hell is he talking about? Well, apparently they have altar girls now. As opposed to oh. all, so it's not just altar boys, but they're altar girls. They do, I guess. That seems amazingly progressive for them. Well, it's not that progressive, but sure. It, I mean, <laughs> I mean, for them, they're not ordaining progressives for them. For them, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this to uh, Cardinal Burke is horrific. Uh, because here's the thing. Really, uh, you know, it means that there are fewer boys. As uh, doing altar work, alternus being around the altar. Fewer boys getting molested by the. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. I'm, I think they fixed it. I'm pretty sure that they fixed it. That's done. Yeah, that's over. Boy, that, you're putting a lot of faith in the Catholic Church, Dan. Why don't you sign up? Well, I mean, they've heard about it for so long now. Surely they've fixed it. Surely the problem is solved. They should be teaching. They should be putting those boys through like a self defense class or something. <laughs> Just standard. Before you get it, like you're, you've got a good priest. Yeah, but just in case, hey, we you don't know, know. We've never they, heard anything about. They can him. protect the church from attack. Yeah, they can do everything. Little, yeah, little, but they should have like little chastity belts or something. But yeah, you get a red chastity belt, and then you get the purple chastity belt, and then you get a black chastity belt. And when oh. you're a black belt, you can that uh, stuff. Then yeah, okay. Then they can really defend themselves. Okay, yeah, uh, okay. And they're yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> no. What what Cardinal Burke says is first of all, he says young boys don't want to do things with girls. It's just natural. 
Meaning, that, well, how old are these altar boys? Know, they're like, in the they're young. Do girls still have cooties when they're altar yeah, boys? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But like, you get over it. But okay, but that that's what he says first. And but he says he thinks it's contributed to a loss of of priests. There are definitely fewer pe- men uh, joining the priesthood. Oh, okay. um, he says that it quote requires a certain manly demonstrate or sur- sorry a certain manly discipline to serve as an altar boy in service at the <laughs> side of a priest okay uh, and most priests have their first deep experiences of the liturgy as altar boys oh and that's probably true you like, know what that actually makes sense I, yeah if you're not going to ordain women to the to be priests sure well then there's your just solution getting, you're just getting these girls all interested Right, you know, having deep experiences with the liturgy. Right, and but there's nothing they well, they can go be a nun, I guess. <laughs> right, but not that's not very exciting. No, it's no, it's not. Yeah, you don't get to be a leader of anything or any, no. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's no room for advancement. Right in nunneries in nunhood. Well, you can become the mother superior. Yeah, uh, that's advancement of sorts. Oh, she thinks she's so superior. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Short of uh, of ordaining girls uh, to to the priesthood, I think they're 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 gonna. I mean, well, I mean, and let's face the facts, they're losing parishioners too. So maybe they don't need as many priests. Well, it's because of all these girly priests. The the feminization of the, of the church. It's yeah, just that's also right. girly now. Uh, men have you seen men what? don't want to be in a girly organization, Dan? It's true, and that's the problem now. <laughs> have you seen what the Pope wears? I mean, that it's like a dress. Like you know, four hundred years ago, that was very masculine. Yeah, well, it's girly now, and I'm not okay with it. Have you seen what his his little military wears? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the Swiss Guard, yeah, yeah, clowns are kind of girly, and they look like clowns. I don't know. I think clowns are kind of butch. They can be. They've got all that acrobatic shit that they have to do. Butch the clown. I'm sure there's a Butch the Clown. Sure. He's yeah. Butch. He better be Butch. He better be. Butch. Butch the Clown. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the straightest, manliest clown you ever saw. <laughs> you, you just called... That's really strange. I never would have thought of clowns as being... Girly? Girly. They wear frilly clothes and like brightly colored... Well, there's those, there are those kind of clowns. I think you like rodeo clowns. Like you're really like... They're still wearing makeup. Butch clowns. Mm. Mm. Give me a good rodeo clown. <laughs> yeah, you're into it. <laughs> I'm not gay. Watch this. I'm going to twist this balloon into the manliest thing you ever saw. <laughs> Just don't show it to the kids. Because uh, cock and balls is probably the easiest thing to, uh, to make with to a... Make with a, with a Twisted balloon. <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, if you guys want to join the conversation, uh, you certainly can. You can oh, write yeah. to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Right. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, or find hidden in the Facebook world, mm. the realm of, of the hidden Facebook things. Mm. Uh the TGI the, the dark Facebook. That's right. 
<laughs> go to go to the dark Facebook and find the TGIA members only lounge and and ask to be a member and I'll of course I'll Facebook stalk you and see if I find you worthy absolutely and then of course uh, it's always worth uh, paying a visit to our website thankgodimatheist.com it's sometimes worth that it's always worth it <laughs> okay. you know you can at least find our latest podcast and there's a great way to support us mm-hmm. there. and we got and a whole every once in a while we put a blog post up and you know we there's a whole backlog of blog posts that are just delightful they're, they're worth reading go find yeah. some of those comment on stuff yeah comment share yeah and you know actually you can <laughs> go to the website and comment on our most recent podcasts that's true so you could have a conversation about about the show the show on our website you could do that anyway all right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, of course, whenever we can, it's Pat Robertson. Uh, and this this is this is a longer clip than we normally play. He takes twists and turns, and around every corner, there's something new that's horrifying. Right. It's delightful. And so, yeah, so here we go. When I was growing up in high school, uh, we didn't figure it was a right to get high. I mean, it wasn't even discussed. We weren't using drugs. We were appalled that somebody would take drugs. I remember when I was in college, uh, just starting in at Washington Lee, they had booked a band, a uh, man named Gene Krupa. He was a well-known drummer, and he had a band. And he'd been busted for possession of marijuana, and they canceled him. I mean, everybody was shocked. We got this guy, you know, he's, he's a drug addict. We don't want him. But we didn't. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of drinking, but in high school, there wasn't much of that. And maybe we'd sneak around and smoke a few cigarettes. But the idea of, of getting high, of having it as a right, that you had to have some substance, to, did you, you didn't have that, did you? Well, I think it came in for for my generation right after we all yeah. got out of high school. It was kind of, I mean, I'm not laying this at their feet, but when the Beatles came to America, it yeah. seemed like drugs from a lot of what was going on in Europe came with them. Well, it was probably part of Vietnam, too, because the, the, yes. the soldiers mm-hmm. over there, and, and the, I mean, the servicemen were, and women were, were given exposure to uh, uh, some pretty cheap heroin and other types of drugs, and they were so discouraged. That war was such a mess over there, and they just, you know. We went through a lot of cultural struggle that began yeah. at that time, I but think, the whole, and the war I mean, was a part of the, that. But we've got doctors. Everything is an anxiety, and so doctors were prescribing Prozac and Valium and these things by the billions, not just a few million pills, billions of pills. Everybody, write a prescription, here, stay stoned, here, stay stoned. Oh, you're, you're upset, your, your husband's been mean to you, stay stoned. And, I mean, you know, billions of those things were going out. So we got a culture that you had to have some... Uh, narcotic to ease the pain of life. Well, and no, I've always marveled at the fact that there's no fear of the repercussions of using some of these things that don't have, you know, I mean, kids have been using household cleaning chemicals and things. I mean, they're sniffing and snorting and uh, they've got Not knowing the long-term impact. Oh, glue particularly was driving, Mm -hmm. I mean, making people uh, mentally unstable. It's a terrible thing, ladies and gentlemen that we would have a culture, but as I say, we didn't have that uh, need. And suddenly we have now, we, we, we've, we've got to be medicated. Everybody's got to be high. We've got to have medicated. Sure, you've got to smoke a little grass. Oh, yeah, you're going to shoot a little Coke. Oh, absolutely, you've got to have a little of this. I mean, snort a little Coke, whatever. Uh, and now, uh, you know, heroin has become a drug of choice. It, it's go, it used to be in the black community, a lot of people think it's reached up now into the white uh, um, middle class and above. And oh, the, and above. And above. And above. I mean, you know, but 
the higher levels up because apparently heroin doesn't have quite as many uh, immediate side effects as some of the other ones. I don't know. I've never used the stuff and don't intend to. But the thing of it is, we've got to do something as a culture. We just can't have a, it, a matter of right that you have to be medicated. No. Oh my God! You don't want you don't want a right to to medicine. No, <laughs> to, to get high. A right to medic to be medicated. That's oh, what he ends on. All the, all that Prozac that gets you stoned. Yeah, stay oh, yeah. stoned. Yeah, on the Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is like this idea like he's good we didn't need substances we didn't need that oh I bet there was a lot of drinking Pat <laughs> yeah well I bet pe there there was there have always been things for people to escape Frank with. as you well know from what he just said had you been listening you would know that drinking and a, and sneaking some cigarettes here and there doesn't count as getting high well yeah. Doesn't count as drugs. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> it is drugs. It's totally drugs. Oh, there's love there's that, a physical of yeah. I love that he got the racism in there. Oh, oh my Frank. goodness. Because Frank, we have to worry about this. Kind, that's the kind it's, of racist comment that is so unbelievable because he doesn't even hear himself say it. He doesn't even know that he's he, being racist. And neither did the woman. No. She didn't like flinch or anything. Neither of them picked up on it at all. It, it was just like, like oh, oh, you're right. It is starting at the at the bottom with those with nasty little blacks and then <laughs> and then moving reaching up. up. Reach it's reaching up it's, to the it's actually the infected in, into the middle class whites and above. And even beyond. Above. How do you even? Although what? I'm not sure what's above. I know, class Frank. What's above us? We're middle class know. white. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm I'm really not aware. Of <laughs> even anything. whiter people are above us. <laughs> it's we're it's not technically technically possible. You and I to are like, whiter. You and I are like the. I mean, we're not. We're not, we're not tan, tasty. But we're, we're not, but we're well, we're, we're pasty because we're not out in the sun. But we're not. We're not like Nordic. No. No, you know, blonde hair. <laughs> what if, what if the know. albinos get the heroin? <laughs> What's going to happen then? No, <laughs> not the precious albinos. <laughs> Protect the albinos. They're oh. like the racial unicorns. Oh, they're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and precious. Oh my gosh. Rare. They must I was, be protected. I do have to say, I was impressed that he caught himself on the shoot a little coke thing. It's a, yeah. Smoke a little grass, I mean, shoot uh, a little coke, and then he's like, oh, no, I mean snort. Snort, snort. I know how you do coke, you guys. Don't be dumb. I wonder if there was a little earpiece that was like, snort, snort. <laughs> some, <laughs> some producer's like, you don't shoot coke, you don't shoot coke. <laughs> oh, snort. He's, he does seem a little dismissive when he says it, actually. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Uh, that's well, fun. that's there, a fun clip. That is a fun clip. I hope clip. everybody else enjoyed it as much as we did. Oh, well, there you go. Um, I we we've, we've had some people uh, write and call into us. Indeed. Do you want to do you want to play a voicemail? Should we, we start with that? Start there. I only have one to play today. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, let's start there. It was the um, holidays. I feel like there was less correspondence because yeah, just because a little less. people are just sort of you know getting through the holidays. Yeah. Um. All right. This is a caller, um, who uh, is sharing a story uh, about. I guess it's an idea for a new religion. Let's just put it that way. Oh. Hi, guys. This is Christine. I wanted to tell you something that my six-year-old said. Um, we are raising them secular, questioning, you know, whatever they come down to believe is fine with us, but they know that we're atheists. And uh, my six-year-old said to me the other day, Mommy, I'm, I am not an atheist. And I said, oh, okay, you know, what? tell me about your beliefs. And she said, well, 
When I go to the bathroom, I pray to poop God for an easy wipe. And I had to say that that is one of the more practical, sensible religions that I had ever heard of. And, uh, you know, she's welcome to practice it in my home. So I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. Uh, Keep doing your good work. Thanks a lot. Bye. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. Okay, Christine, you have to let me know if this works for her because is i it, is it well is it monotheistic or I might, is this a polytheist are there going to be other gods introduced in right well, or is it seriously just the poo god i honestly i would pray to a god that could keep the wiping easy that oh. would be that that's a god i could i could get i, I, I i've been neglected by that god some days oh believe oh, me goodness <sighs> So, yeah, so yeah, you you and... let us know if poop god works out for that six year old because <laughs> we might jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> All hell, poop god. <laughs> it sounds like heaven. Uh, hi, Frank and Dan. This is Eben writing into us. Um, interesting. He he says recently I became good friends with a guy and we are and we bonded over sex. Not having it though, talking about it. Oh. He's a Mormon and had lots of questions about sex, sexuality, gender, etc. that he couldn't find answers to in the LDS community. Okay. And ended up being directed to me by a friend. <laughs> uh, okay. Some okay. He's never been typical Mormon. He dresses differently, has uh different, often more liberal beliefs, and generally doesn't act much like one, though he still follows many of the guidelines and regulations of the church. The problem is he's not happy. Even though believing in a god and his spirituality are important to him, and it's the community he's known all his life, he doesn't fit in. Um, He's told me he envied my ability to explore my sexuality, and he flip-flops every day on wanting to be a good Mormon or leaving the mess altogether. He Hmm. suffers from a ton of Mormon guilt. Uh, He says in parentheses, we joke that Catholics and Mormons are guilt experts, which is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and he struggles because the life he very much wants to lead doesn't comply with what the church wants for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, so Evan says, we've become really close and it sucks to see him in this place where one day he, he one, one day he seems fine and the next he feels guilty or has another faith crisis. I was hoping you guys, having left the church, might have advice for me on helping him find a space where he's actually okay with the idea of leaving the church or or for him directly. Wow. Huh. So it's uh it's huh. that's a tricky one because uh you can't force anybody to accept anything no. out, outside of their own time frame. Yeah, no. Yeah. There, just, there's no there's no you can't really plan their path for them. Right. It's it's a uh, it's it's, it's difficult got, yeah. because you uh, don't know what's going to finally get them out of it. Right. Um I mean you can you can sort of do a little bogosioning. You can uh Yeah. Yeah. Can I can we call it a bagosiation? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah, it's pretty good. Uh but I mean you can I don't know if you've read uh Pete Bagosian's book, but it you know, it does talk about just sort of getting their mind it's it's a way to, to, to gently and honestly just get their minds working on their own problems. Right. Um on and on the logical issues uh inherent within religion. Right. The, gu- um, the guide for creating atheists, a, a manual for creating, a manual for creating, for atheists. creating atheists. Yeah. So, so that that's not a bad one. Um, have him listen to our show. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, We're, as long as he's fine with a, a couple you know, swears here and there, but yeah. he sounds like he's liberal enough. He can he's handle fine. it. If you He'll guys, if y'all him. are talking sexy talk to each other, 
then <laughs> and that's Whoa. yes that's how i'm going to characterize it i've decided that that's how it's going to be um but but you know i i don't know just just be a listening ear for him and you know if you see him in a lot of pain you can say by the way i'm not in the pain that you're in right i know that pain and and or you know if you haven't experienced it you tell him that you know two guys who have experienced that pain yeah. who know that pain and who know an out for it and yeah. if, and you feel so much better yeah absolutely uh it's 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 a joyous time when you let go of that mm-hmm. uh so thanks for writing in there even also um <clears throat> sam wrote into us <clears throat> sorry i'm i've been having frogs in my throat well the air has been terrible dan oh you guys the air in Salt Lake city it is not okay Bletch. it anyway. is not okay hi frank and dan my name is sam a longtime listener and first time writer I love your podcast, and I'm sure by now you, many have told you how awesome it is. Please believe them. Oh, okay, Sam. Thanks. Oh, that was, oh. that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, that's he says, I live in Kenya, and when I heard your coverage of Al-Shabaab, I knew I had to chime in. Oh, I'm an wow. atheist, okay. which is hard enough here. I'll bet. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and I wanted to tell you some of what you may have missed from that story. You may have heard about the mall in Nairobi where a, a while ago that was shot up by a terrorist. That's yeah. the same group. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Uh, sort of like Al-Qaeda's younger cousin, he says. Oh. Uh, on the bus incident, that's the one that we talked about last week, uh-huh. uh, they asked all the passengers and crew, 64 of them in all, to recite an Islam prayer. 29 people couldn't, and they were all Christian, uh, because in Africa everyone is either Christian or Muslim. Uh, they took the twenty nine. They took the twenty nine outside the bus, made them kneel all in one row, and two of the militia started shooting from the outside, coming in. Oh. The guy who was able to tell the story was in the middle, and he only survived because each of the two killers thought the other one would finish him off. He was saved by odd numbers. Oh my goodness! Uh, things like this happen a lot down here. He says, "A lot of fighting and bloodshed in the name of a god." I look at them and laugh, and I haven't even told you about the poverty. Again, love what you do. Uh, just keep on keeping on. Uh, goodbye. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the holidays and wish you a happy merry, a happy new year. Yeah, keep on keeping on to you. Yeah, yeah. gosh. I mean, uh, it's easy for us. <laughs> we, 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 we will keep on keeping on with the podcast. You yeah. just try and stay alive, <laughs> Sam. That's important to us, that yeah, you stay alive. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, yeah. I've definitely seen poverty. It doesn't look nice in the no. th- in, in in less developed world. Nope. We had some. Uh, we we had a couple donors uh, that oh, I wanted yay. to make sure to thank. Um, uh, Ryan gave us a nice one-time donation. Thank uh, you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Sarah was actually very kind and is is now a monthly subscriber. Wonderful. We really thank appreciate you, Sarah. that. And also, uh, Jim. Wonderful, thank you, Jim. So, uh, so thanks very much for all of that. It's it, it's very helpful, and uh, you know we we we're it it's hard to ask for money, but we really yeah. actually do need it yeah. in order to keep this thing going. So, we, uh, if if you also would like to donate to us, you can go yeah. to uh, thankonomatheist dot com and click on the donate the the sub- subscribe. No, what is it? Support. Support. The support tab. Yeah. And of course, if uh, you are on the Android platform, you can always go to their uh, app store mm. and uh, get the uh, the Joyride yeah. app. Yeah. Uh, it's a way to listen to the podcast, but it's also a way to support the podcast. We have a campaign up there 
uh, as we speak. And if you would rather uh, access it online, you can go to getjoyride.com. And uh, there's just, you know, we're, we're starting to try to organize our effort to support the podcast. Right. And, uh, and we've set some goals on Joyride. You can go check them out, see what we're trying to build up to. And, uh, and of course, we have some great ways to say thank you as well. So, uh, yeah. So find us there. And, uh, and yeah, thanks for all of that uh, help. Uh, all the help so, that you guys that you guys give us. Yeah. So, there, there, Frank, I don't know if you know this. What? There are Muslims in Europe. Yeah, much to the chagrin of a lot of Europeans, right? You, well, you think that they, you think, <laughs> you know, what were all those crusades about if they couldn't get the Muslims out of Europe? Well, now they can, well, they've, the, the chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, and boy, are they roosting. Yeah. So, um, so the, we're, we are recording on Wednesday. Yes. So the, the, the shooting in Paris um, at the, uh, Charlie Hebdo uh, magazine or newspaper, I guess is actually what it is. It's a weekly newspaper, um, has just happened um, with about twelve dead. I'm, I've been seeing eleven dead or twelve dead, depending on the news mm. source. So that by the time the, the show comes out, we'll probably have been uh, the number will be settled on one of those two, mm. um, unfortunately. Um, and then there's a few that have, were injured. Um, pretty severely by the sound of it Um, with the the two uh, um, the two shooters I I think they're still thinking that it's two uh, went in with Kalishnikovs um, and uh, and shot up the place yeah Um, so the 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 death toll if it's 12 uh, includes 10 journalists and two police officers um, because so the the story of, of Charlie Hebdo is that I think, I think it's pronounced Charlie Hebdo? <laughs> oh, thanks, Dan. Quit, quit doing oh, that I, Frenchy I, talk. I, <laughs> and I always so appreciate it when you when you when you correct me. Yeah, um, I know you do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is this is not the first um, uh, incident at the Charlie Hebdo offices. They were actually firebombed in 2011 oh, wow. after a uh, spoof issue of the paper. Uh, came out uh, and it featured a character of the Prophet Muhammad on its cover. They also listed Muhammad as its editor in chief in that episode, in that, <laughs> in, that um, in that edition. Right. And they named the they they sort of renamed the 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 paper to Shari, Sharia Ebdo, uh, just <laughs> oh for God. just for the one. Um, but this this is actually they're not you know just singling out um uh, islam uh, th- i mean they did but right. this is this is what they do uh they apparently the paper features heavily um cartoons uh little drawings and whatnot um and that that deal with the issues of the day mm. uh and when the issues of the day were were islam and it was seemed appropriate to them to uh, put a caricature of uh, Muhammad on their cover. That's what they did. Right. Uh, they be- they're firm believers in in freedom of the press and freedom of speech. Right. Why and, are you defending uh, them, Frank? <laughs> because you've picked a side here. <laughs> I, I have can picked tell. a side, a very dangerous side, apparently. Yeah. To pick. Um, but clearly, you know, um, it's a good thing nobody knows where TGIA Tower is. Yeah. No kidding. Firebombing us. Um, but um, the the paper. Uh, it is a leftist paper, mm-hmm. um, and uh, largely 
apparently again i don't speak french and i've never until today had never even heard of the publication um but they um leftist and uh often i mean they have no respect for religion it sounds like um right so uh they yeah so they're they're that sort of thing and clearly in a uh in a society that 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 values freedom of press and freedom of religion and the rule of law you don't go shooting places up um well here's here's the interesting thing okay so when you proposed this as our as our uh, final segment, I I thought to myself, we what we need to do is find a a place to come at this where we're not all the way. My concern is that this is the whole Islam thing is such a a tender subject, right? And, and stuff. And I was so what I did was I went and looked up how Fox News was covering this story. Oh, okay. And then I looked up how how. Uh, uh, Al Jazeera. Uh, oh no, <laughs> that would be an interesting. Place I'm sure to that go. they're doing fine. How HuffPo? Okay, the Huffington Post uh, was was covering it. Okay, because I figured that covers like the extremes uh-huh. on either side of the political spectrum. It is interesting, you know. The uh, Fox News is being much more matter of fact about it than HuffPo is. Uh, huh. So the uh, Fox News, for at least initially. It's just very uh, straightforward sort of facts. Of course, they found some people to uh, uh, to to make some denounce Islam, yeah, or whatever, or well, or they just find ways of making sure that they make it as Muslimy as make it sound, make these bad guys sound as Muslimy as possible. Okay, um, we've avenged the honor of our prophet. It says in in a in a pulled out quotation. Oh, okay, uh, from one of the gunmen apparently. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, okay. we've got we've got uh, HuffPo, say, whose headline is "Muslims around the world condemn the Charlie Hebdo attack," and then it's just a a, a listing of tweets of of Muslims condemning it. Oh wow! More than anything, interesting. So huh. I mean, you can see that 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 there are different in, there are different priorities in covering this. Yeah. Um, I've but what I mean, the problem is that we've got a real problem here. We've got a, a a religion that doesn't believe in the rule of law. No, uh, I mean because outside of the rule of their own law, and even right. and even with all of but these, even the rule of their law is not very much in the tradition of sort of the ideals of the rule of law. When you say the rule of law, right, you don't think of a theocracy. No. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, you know, something entirely different. Looking at these tweets that Huffington Post has has published, and there's a whole lot of them, uh, just condemning these attacks. You know, there was one that said, "As a Muslim, killing innocent people in the name of Islam is much, much more offensive to me than any cartoon could ever be." Well, things like right. that are, are, you know, so I think that it's fair to say we can't lay these attacks entirely at the feet of Islam. But it is is, is uh, there's a, a section there's a a, a part of Islam mm-hmm. that does respond violently. There are Indeed. and 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 if if this was like an isolated event, it would be a lot easier for me to take that sort of position. Well, yeah, and and that's that's because an issue. I really have serious problems with Islam, and I I've, I've not and and I I wrestle with it because um, I know. The, the good liberal in me 
would rather respond um like HuffPo is responding. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's but there's but there's a nasty little conservative in me that <laughs> responds like Fox News. Well, in in when it's Islam, I don't know why I have serious problems and I lay it at the feet of the religion. Well, here's here's where I come from on this. Um Islam's definitely more dangerous right now. It's far easier to radicalize someone in Islam than it is and that's, in, that's the in point. any other religion. Yeah. And it's that the moderates don't actually truly like stand up as a group, as a cohesive group, and denounce the right. radicals. Right. You get some isolated tweets. You get some comments. If you know a Muslim, they're going, oh, yeah. that's not the Islam that I follow. Yeah, if you scour you Twitter, that. you're going to come up with a lot of tweets. But right. I guarantee you, you can scour Twitter and come up with plenty of Muslim tweets in support. Absolutely. So yeah. where I come from is this. There was a story. I didn't choose this story uh, to, to, to say on the show because I just I, – because I, it, it isn't as relevant as people think it is. To, to my mind, it's not as relevant to religion as people think it is. But it was okay. a story about a woman who, uh, who killed her child by stuffing – Bible pages down its throat. Oh my goodness! Um, what? It was horrific and awful, and and you know it was done in the name of whatever you know religion, whatever gaudy thing she's thinking. Obviously, it's really the product of a mental illness. Uh, yeah, yeah, clearly. But the religion paved the way for her to think of this as a thing, right? And in that respect, I think that re- I think that's what religion does that's so harmful. Right. Is that it open because there's nothing in the secular world that would ever say, you know, X is more okay, you know, there's something more higher and more important than what's happening right here. Right. On this plane, here right. on earth, humans interacting with humans. Right. And once you say, "Oh, there's something bigger. There's something above us." And you have access to it, uh-huh. then that person, then a crazy mind or an unstable mind can go all the way. Oh, well, my pastor told me I have access to God. Right. And if I feel like God is telling me to kill someone, mm-hmm. then I have, then I may do so with impunity. Right. And that's where, uh, that's where religion empowers the destabilized and the, and the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. To do something that they may not be able to f- get their brain to do if they didn't have the religion. Or they wouldn't have thought of it, or it wouldn't, they wouldn't have become a- obsessed in the way that they were obsessed. Right. They may have, but, they may, but I think there are many cases where it's very clear that the religion has been the, way, the, the, the paving toward this thing. And that could be related in some ways to what you can get young men to do in the name of anything. Um, but... yeah. Um, it's still, I, I, I wouldn't want to write these guys off as having some sort of mental illness or no, they, they have been manipulated by, um, or have just figured it out on their own, uh, that they need to act in defense of Islam. And since it is, uh, forbidden in Islam to make representations of, the Prophet Muhammad. And punishable by death. And punith- punishable dead by death. They were carrying out God's will by, in their minds, right. executing these people. It's in the book. And here's the thing. Islam doesn't have any provisions for, like, 
if it's in the book, it may still not, it may not be, it may be metaphorical, it may be this. Yeah, they don't seem to approach it that way, do it's they? It's not open for interpretation. Yeah. And that... It's very literal. And that is incredibly problematic very when you've concrete got... concrete, black and white thinking. Right. And, 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 and the, it, it's... the Muslim apologists will... will We'll point out all of the Quranic verses that's that talk about peace, that talk about nonviolence. But they can't they can't write away and they can't, you know, point out away the ones that say the things that led these guys to do what they did. Right. You can't you can't just cherry pick it, you know, because cherry picking's not allowed in Islam. Yeah. It's not it, it's against the rules of the thing. Yeah, I mean it's technically different. it's not like Christian where you can just like Pick whatever the fuck you want out right, of the Bible right. and just follow it. Oh, who was it? I think I think Danielle Moscato, the uh, the 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 pub. The, what what is her position at American She's Atheist? Like the PR, the marketing, PR, yeah, yeah, something or other. She put a thing onto onto Facebook that said something about um, how um, what was it? It was <laughs> oh, it was something. I guess it was a tweet that she got or something uh-huh. from a Christian, right? That was like um. All of the prophecies that have been scientifically proven uh-huh. are proof of prophecy, and the ones that haven't are just metaphors. Why is that so hard to understand? <laughs> right. Exactly. It's clear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's how and the that's kind mind of, works. Though. That's kind of where Christianity has had to go. Right. Uh, Islam doesn't work that Islam way, has folks. not got, figured out how to get there. Right. And uh, and until they do, they're a very very dangerous group. Now they're they are a threat to Western values. I really believe it because what this kind of incident leads to is then groups self censoring, mm-hmm. right? Um, because they're fearful of retaliation, right? Right. Um, and so we've we've seen on I guess Facebook today a lot of posts of pictures of Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Right. People are are sharing pictures. They're drawing pictures of Muhammad. Doing caricatures of, of Muhammad, um, I saw one on Reddit that was uh, uh, downright incendiary <laughs> it was, all by itself. It, it was, was the Prophet Muhammad filleting a pig, wildly disrespectful. Um, sure, yeah. So that's pretty bad. Um, and so yeah, because they can't. Th- have they're kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. And that's what's wrong with that photo. Right. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's clearly it clearly does make it a little more offensive, the fact that it is a pig. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They hate those. They, just terrible, nasty things. Could have been a dog, too. Yeah, they don't like dogs, either. <sighs> How I, you don't like pigs or dogs, right there, that's know, where I draw the line with this well, religion. at that point, you know that there's something very wrong happening. Absolutely. There's something very no, wrong. very, very, very wrong. They don't, they don't like <laughs> ham. They don't want to eat ham. Yeah, ham, Dan. Right, I'm saying pork chops, bacon, bacon, hot dogs of right. most variety. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I you know, in Germany have I so in Germany there's been an interesting thing that's been happening, and I was actually considering this as a story uh, until until this happened, and now it's now it's part of that's all wrapped up a in larger this dialogue. Thing. Um, <clears throat> which is that there's a movement in uh, in Germany. There's a group calling themselves. I'll just say Pegida. Uh, it's oh, what a beautiful name! Yes, isn't that lovely? P E G I D A, which stands for roughly translated um, "Patriotic Europeans Against the Islamization, is- Islamization of the West." That's actually okay. not roughly translated. That's almost directly translated. Okay, well, ooh, good. <clears throat> I tried to say it in German, but my pronunciation is only pretty good, and, oh, and it doesn't add damn. anything to it. Oh. What you want me to say? It? No, not really. Oh, okay, but I'm just. 
Oh, Dan. And, <laughs> it's like your favorite phrase in the world. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Anyway, uh, Pegida is uh, is a German uh, uh, anti-Islamization group, and they have grown uh, exponentially in Germany. Oh, yeah. Their numbers, uh, you know, they've been having uh, protests and stuff, and as of their protest on January 5th of this year, uh, they had like 18,000 participants uh, in their 18, group. 18,000. Wow. Okay. That's, they're not a small... This isn't like, you know, protests of like 200 marching around a thing. They actually show up with 18,000 protesters? Or is that well, how many no, people that's how many people group? Like are in the group? But, uh, but there... I mean, so a recent poll in a, in a magazine called Stern... Stern... Ooh, uh, stern. Something. Showed that one in eight Germans would join an anti-Islam march. Oh. It's not small. Oh. Yeah, a, a, a demonstration organized by the group in Dresden uh, drew 17,500 people. Another one wow. uh, in the same city attracted 18,000 people. Wow. In, re- in response to this, um, Catholic... The Catholic Church has decided uh, not to get involved, but the c- cathedral in in Köln in Cologne uh, actually turned off its lights on the night that they had a demonstration there as a as a sort a, of as a showing in, of non support. So that they didn't, yeah, okay, for that. Um, Angela Merkel, their the chancellor, the German chancellor, said <clears throat> in her, her New she Year's Day her hands apart and, in uh, her New Year's Day speech. She her brows furrowed a little bit further than normal, normal. Uh, and she the normal severity. She said, "Do not follow people who organize these, for their hearts are cold and often full of prejudice and even hate." Wow! So the trick here is that we're walking a line between being willing and and honest enough to say there is an Islam problem. Yeah, Islam, get your act together. And until you do, like, we can't just embrace you. Yeah. We have to be worried about you. Yeah. But we also... It is completely legitimate for free people to be very concerned about another group that's coming in with wildly different values. Yeah. And that, 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 that as, a, as one of their most cherished beliefs, they don't believe in sort of... Worldly governments. Right. They want their theocratic government. Yeah. That is alarming to any sane, free person. I'm sorry. It is. It is. But by the same token, we have to temper that thought with the thought, with the knowledge that most Muslims are just like most people and they're fine and they're not violent and they're not. Uh, they don't condone violence, right? So, I'm not saying be so, violent to them or lock them all up or no. whatever. I'm saying they need to get their house in order. They do as the moderates of their religion. They need to figure it out, right? And they need to be pushing the extremists out. Well, and as we've seen from the, uh, you know, if we there, were to, we, like, there if was we're that video that you found, the moderates, there was I'm that, sorry, there was that video that we we played the audio of it uh, a, a couple months ago of, you know, a, just a group of, of of random Muslims who all raised their hand in support of violence yeah, in, in support. Norway. So, 
the problem here is that we we yeah islam is they've got to get their house in order is, i'm sorry and if, they, if the moderates refuse that's where i have a problem with islam yeah but we can't but again this talk having this conversation scares me as much as it scares a lot of people in that what we can't do is sour people on humans the individual the per, the woman that lives down the street from me who i see walking around in a, in a hijab and a full like muslim yeah. regalia and, uh, yeah Nikib. i can't treat her badly just because i because islam is bullshit because Islam no, is a problem. No, no, you don't stop seeing them as people, and, and until but that's but that's a danger too, and we see that. Uh, right. So, uh, so we it, it's our responsibility to be. Uh, There's somewhat... a balance here, and what I'm what I'm saying has nothing to do with, you know, disrespecting the people. Right, right, right. Who choose to behave civilly, and that's the tricky part of this, right? right? Because. Because our words that we are speaking right now against Islam could very easily rile someone up to do a to commit a hateful act against a Muslim person. I don't think we've crossed that line, and I sincere, I sincere that's not where this is coming from. No, it's not where it's coming from. I'm saying I'm I'm saying that we as a people, as a group, as as you know, our, you, our listeners, us, Frank, uh, and me, Dan, uh, uh, when we talk about this. That's what we have to be wary of. That's where we have to be careful. Uh, we we can't participate by by flaming the. We, we we have to have rational discussion without flaming fires, without right. fanning flames. I don't think we've been flame, fanning flames. Flames. Uh, flaming fires. There's no isn't flaming the flames thing. and flyers and you can't no flaming. You can't flame the flares. No, uh, I, that has not been what this conversation is, and I no. I, I don't think anybody. Could no, but I, but I'm that. saying I'm saying that as we go forward. Uh, uh, we being our this community of 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 people, that's that's the key. The goal I think needs to be to have the honest discussion, and still we need, but we need to be, be able to mm, say aware moderate Islam, get your act together. Yeah, all Islam, get your act all together. Islam, get your act together. But it's going to be the moderates that save that thing right. and kick these guys out. Kick them out. This is cannot be acceptable behavior. And poll after poll, survey after survey, they're just not willing right. they to, need to fully be, denounce the extremists. They need to be marginalized completely. Just as, Unacceptable behavior, right. just, just as like the Ku Klux Klan get, needs get to be marginalized recruits, from Christianity. Because they're recruiting young men from Northern Europe and the United States and Canada yeah. and Australia. They're, they're recruiting non-Muslims. Like, I know! It makes Into no sense, Islam, but they're but because they, they are, get to shoot things, and that is, obviously is a lot rarer. the The problem is, is that they're able to get these kids who grew up in the West, in Muslim families, right. to go and fight for them, right? And but that is alarming. It is alarming. It is alarming. Uh, it, I, I guess my my last point, uh, I, and I and I will make this my last point. Uh, you Good. can you can have the final word if you want <laughs> if you have anything else. But my last point is this: we uh, as a society, uh, because because that's what Islam needs to do, but we can't force them to do that. Unfortunately, we can shame them into it. <laughs> well, we can try, but we as a society need to have enough have enough vision to know we need to learn how to walk the line between saying these honest statements about how we view Islam and and how Islam is failing and people. the fear that we have about where they're at right 
We need to walk that. We need to be able to say those things, but we also need to be able to say them without radicalizing people by saying them, without right. them feeling like we're attacking Islam in a way that they can say, well, now we're justified. Mm. Because I think that this conversation also just further justifies other attacks. It becomes this, uh, this us against them dynamic, and that's a war. And then they feel like they're in a war. And once they feel like they're in a war, of course, shooting is the next place you go. Right. I don't know how to solve it, uh, but it's a problem. Uh, if yeah. you if you guys uh, have, if, you guys, if maybe someone knows how to solve it, I'm sure Dan. that I'm sure that we have people who are much more brilliant than we are out there, and they already have a solution all figured out. Well, maybe they don't have a solution, but uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this. You can reach us by uh, writing into podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or leaves a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two. Right, go to the Facebook page for continuing discussion, uh, facebook.com slash tgi atheist or the. Thank God, uh, the or the TGIA members only lounge, which is also on Facebook. Uh, uh-huh. um, and then uh, com is our website. I'm sorry, Dan. You, you pronounced that one right. You did that correctly. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you to Mackenzie for everything you do on Facebook yeah. for us and everything else that you do for us as well. Yeah. The and, scenes. And, and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine gypsy jazz music. And thank you, dear listener for listening yeah we do we love you so much we'll see you next week bye-bye